Yeah. Um, um, I, I can't. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tectonism. Carbon N U I N U N G A Oh my god. Uh Autocon what in the uh, auto auto Yeah, so that was a little bit of our... If you didn't listen to the last one... Yeah. All right, well, welcome everyone to another episode of Geology on the Rocks, your one-stop audio shop for all things rocks and rocking out. A brief overview of this evening's episode will include the intros and hellos, followed by a triple junction and new news. Our main discussion will dive deep into all things geology of Texas and North Texas, DFW. And between the bars of our main discussion, we present to you another Mineral Minute. And before signing off, we will close things out with a That Freaking Rocks, a special, special edition. Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Nudge, yeah. nudge, wink, wink there, Mr. Baggins. A huge thank you to all the listeners out there for following us and allowing us to be played between your earballs, both to our new listeners and returning listeners alike and for spending your time with us each week. If you'd like to reach out to us, whether it be for episode ideas, answers you're wanting answered, if you fancy being a guest, or just to tell us about all the times we misspoke, you can reach us at geologyotr at gmail.com or you can find us on our Instagram at Geology on the Rocks Podcast. So it looks like things are squared away. <laughs> you, did, you were going. I did so good. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it, <laughs> so it looks like things are squared away over here. So without further ado to all of you over there, I am your host, James the Geologist. And I'm Brian Baggins. And this is Geology, Geology on, on the, the Rocks. Rocks. All right, man. Well, hey. Hey. Another week. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but we are... Over there. We're not we, at our normal spot. No, we are at a very special place. I'm currently smoking a tobacco pipe because we're at Pop's Safari Lounge, Woo! which is a step back in time, but it's a cigar lounge with a full bar, and we figured we got both shots. Let's yeah. come out. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then it's also a, a cool little fun atmosphere. It's it a little, little east of usual. It's payway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But so how was your week been, man? It was good. I got a promotion. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, so yes. You, you did the interview and you got promoted. Yeah, yeah. So You're a senior geologist. I'm oh my goodness. Senior. <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast is yeah. so legit with you. <laughs> and you, because you got accepted. Oh, I did? To a oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll be doing a, a conference, but that's that's not anything to do with geology. It's more environmental. But it's kind uh, of, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a senior geologist. But yeah. I, I, I do feel like I am a, what, uh, a couple, what, graduate level or graduate level course hours from being, putting in for rank and promotion and being actually a professor. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, we'll have to do another episode <laughs> where we go somewhere special for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, man. But congratulations, dude. And then episode 35. Yeah. We're closing out season, yeah. season three. This is the finale. 
of season three. Yes, it is. Yeah, not of Challenge um, on the Rock. No, 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 no. <laughs> just the season three. We're going to yeah. take our summer break, like a two to three to four, two to three week. I don't know. I have a whole bunch of stuff coming a, up with school. and A something break. Yeah, a little something break. And, you know, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Well, then um, on to, let's see. I don't have much in the way of new news. We've both been really busy. Yeah. we. <laughs> so, but I will just do this little party waltz going so two things that come to mind is the 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 fires going on on the pacific northwest yeah that's nuts there's a there was i think yesterday there was what was it like this explosion that kind of happened and and there was a pyro cumulonimbus cloud that was was creating its own like little weather (laughs) yeah and it ballooned up to like a thunderstorm and it rained but it it all evaporated by the time you know by the time it hit the ground but it was causing its own lightning yeah which was pretty impressive but what I wanted to talk to you about today was dragonflies. So okay. this is, I don't have a news article, but I, I heard this whenever I was talking with someone with the, I think, Texas Parks and Wildlife, but dragonflies. So they they have three phases of migration. Did you know that? I did not. So they're they're temperature sensitive. So, okay, let's say that the first batch, they, they, they hatch here down in the south, and then they migrate about 900 miles north to Canada. 900 miles. They lay eggs... And they die. <laughs> then in the when it warms up, they hatch and then they make their way back down here. They lay eggs and they die. <laughs> and then their offspring, they'll hang around. So they're non-migratory. So there's there's actually three phases where there's they go up, lay eggs, come back down, lay eggs, and then that next generation stays here. Do they mate here? Well, I guess up there. I guess no. Yeah, I guess they all mate here. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess maybe. Hmm. I don't know, but it was a certain uh, dragonfly and they're saying that they're very temperature sensitive. So they move or they'll migrate and they won't leave their little uh, ponds until I think it's like 48 degrees Fahrenheit. So what they're what they're thinking is maybe with climate change, it's going to affect their migratory patterns. Yeah. So and it might screw things up. So. Dang. And but talk about the food chain on that. Yeah. And then so I think it's one of the ones that people don't really, you know, the monarchs, they all go down to Mexico. Right. But so these ones are kind of like, I never knew that like they're like, they're not no the idea. same generation except for, you know, between two and three. But like, but or I guess so three weird. and one. That's weird that the third generation just hangs out. Yeah. But I think it's because when they were hatched, it's they don't have a reason to migrate up north or I don't know why they would migrate up north anyway. But I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so that's cool. that's kind of a, a cool, interesting story. And then for our Triple Junction fanfare, um, we got some new followers. So thank you out there. Um, I thought it was really cool hearing from one of my students. Like, so they said like two years ago, almost to the day, is when we went out to Benbrook Spillbrook or Benbrook Spillway. Yeah. To go uh, look for fossils for this extra credit kind of assignment, and she does like photography of these really awesome fossil photographs. That Incredible. I'm just like, whoa! Yeah. Gonna, let me use some of those for my class. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any money to pay you, but I think they are awesome. You're doing a great job, and I'm yep. glad that it led to that. All right, fanfare feedback, follow-ups. If you listen to the last episode, apologize for all the, the miss the misspeaky speaks. Oh God, that was Good so Lord. hard. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't I don't the Devonian. <laughs> the Devonian. The, like I thought we'd be able, like what was it the the episode of the biologically speaking or whatever. Oh yeah, that yeah, one? yeah. We thought that would be the hard one yeah. for pronunciations, but it was. Little did we know that it the, was actually the Devonian that would trip us up with. Yeah. Man, those were just a lot of hard words. It kind of I don't know if it led to, but you know, kind of the time frames. But we're kind of going to be doing for this episode, right? Are going to be doing. What's up, man? The Rock Podcast. Awesome, Thanks, dude. Awesome. All right, man. All right. Well. well 
That was our first visitor. Yeah, <laughs> visitor number one. So, yeah. okay, so, well, here we are, sir. Uh, cheers again to cheers. the final episode to another amazing season. Yes. Dude, uh, I'm glad we could do it face-to-face. Yeah. Um, oh, this is what I wanted to show you. I know I talked about it once before, but I found this whenever I was getting all of the stuff together. Is it was the- said strap? <laughs> yeah. Look, this is the greatest of all time. A <laughs> hundred. Yeah, I told you. I, I didn't. Yeah, you, you did. You killed it in that class. And look at your beautiful cross-section. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. No, that's, I, I mean, I found it and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That is great. So anyways, I'll put that back up. Okay. So we wanted to do this one a little differently. And so we're doing it on the road again. We're at Pop Safari Cigars. And today we're going to talk to you about the geology of Texas and specifically North Texas and even more specifically Dallas-Fort Worth. So we may be going in and out of... The, the big picture into the little picture of like Texas and back and forth, back and forth, but yeah. you'll get the idea. So we're going to start big a long time ago, and then we'll get to kind <laughs> of uh, the what we see here. Yeah. So a brief overview. So Mr. Baggins, we have talked about geologic time before. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So there, there really isn't much to it other than putting rocks and strata in a logical order. In other words, we can think of rocks that look the same or have similar fossils that lay between other rocks get a certain name for a certain interval of deposition or I guess something like that, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> to start, let's set the stage and go through Texas's geology and what happens through all, all that, all right? Yeah, right on. All right, so once upon a time, long, long ago, there was a time when Earth was really old where the Texas geologic record begins. And this time was the Precambrian. Mm, and then the favorite. Precambrian was roughly from about 4,600 million to 542 million years ago. <laughs> and a thousand millions just basically means a billion years. So remember, the difference between the billion and a million are the, the L's. <laughs> <laughs> I will never not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so in, in Texas then, it's not the Texas we know Definitely and think not. of today. But it began with uh, when thick sequences of coarse and then fine sediment were dumped into an ancient sea bordering a continent. Eventually, the continent collided with either another continent or an ocean margin in a plate tectonic event that buried, squeezed, and heated the borderlands, including these sediment piles. Yeah, yeah, and then it was this collision built mountains and created metamorphic schists and gneiss out of the deeply buried sediments, and it generated molten magmas which cooled to form granite bodies that we know today. So the erosion then flattened this range to a tabletop by the early Phanerozoic times in the Cambrian. All these uh, lovely rocks are displayed in the even lovelier Llano County of Central Texas. Yes, it is. Um, Precambrian rocks are also seen in the Franklin Mountains near El Paso and then in the West Texas ranges near Van Horn. Yeah, and in a much larger context, this was happening during the growth of Laurentia. If you remember when we were talking about mm. the Laurentia, Laurasia, and LaRussia. But this Laurentia was about 1.3 to 1.0 billion years ago during the Mesoproterozoic. And this is when we see the extension of the North American Craton right after the Granite Nice provinces. And then it was followed by the Yano province, which is probably the westward extension of the Grenville or Genic Belt. And then this event may have been the final episodes in the assembly of the supercontinent Rodinia, which persisted through the Neoproterozoic times and marks the final stage in the Proterozoic continental accretion of Laurentia. So we got to think like when the Yano province um, was formed, North America at this time, there 
there was roughly about 75% of it that was existed. And then the remaining 25% it created along the margins, particularly in the Western and um, Eastern uh, mobile belts during the Phanerozoic Eon. I like that you said Yano, like you're saying it the right way and I'm saying it the Texan way. Oh, the Lano. The Lano uplift. Oh, I always, I yeah, I don't know. If I see two L's, I'm like, yeah, 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 no. yeah, tortilla. You did it. You did it right. Cha 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 chia. <laughs> that was my interjection. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, okay. And then I know um, a couple episodes ago, I guess it was two episodes ago, actually, um, you recently visited Enchanted Rock with your kids, but guess what? I went there too. Oh, man. I went there, I guess, two weeks ago. That's why it took so long in between yeah, the two yeah. episodes. But I, I went down there on a river trip, but, you know, I've always wanted to see that myself. And then you talking about it, and I was like, man, I got to go. It's, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Man. Yeah, and it's it's um it doesn't look like it's very tall. Like it's only like 400, 500 feet tall, right? Yeah. Something like that. But the climb is a lot steeper <laughs> than you think. So like when I went there, yeah, like there was like, oh yeah, it's it's about a hour and a half hike. Like yeah. uh, right. So then I was like, damn, like we gotta check into we gotta be in New Braunfels by four. And it was like already getting close to like noon. So I was like, man, okay, I'm gonna try this. So I left the kids and the dogs and everyone in the car. Or I guess they hiked around the loops with the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take dogs up there. And I went the wrong direction for about 10 minutes. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm already behind. <laughs> so then I felt the need to, I guess, race up this, <laughs> this, you know, this, yeah. The, yeah. The, that outcrop there. And I was looking at my Apple watch and my heartbeat was about 190 beats per minute. <laughs> yeah. And I started getting like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God I'm going to die climbing. Up. It would have been like a perfect halfway place. up the gradient changes quite a bit. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's like climbing up like a steep, steep gradient. Yeah. And then I was going at it like just... Paw, paw, paw. Like, and I was, I don't know. I it's don't know. really fascinating though. So it has like, you'll see little pegmatitic dikes and then the Applite, like really fine grained. Yeah. Uh, the dikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw that, the, the Applite and then a few, um, they weren't like super coarse grained, but it was definitely coarser than the, the surrounding. Yeah. Bag. But they're not very thick. Like they're really thin and just like, you can see that, you know, after cooling that thing contracted, right? Yeah. And then you can it's see a whole all the big fissures. It's a whole big exfoliation dome. Yeah. So yeah. So it oh, it just, it's like an onion. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, the, yeah, the uh, the dikes are so small that you would almost think that it's, like, exolution, like, right. from, like, like it's calcite being precipitated it, out of yeah. this. <laughs> it's just good old quartz and feldspar. I know, it's nuts. But one of my favorite parts, the, the outer loop, I like walking that one, especially to the northeast. Yeah. You can see the, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the names of them, but there's a grant, a, a, sorry, a nice and a schist. Okay. That outcrop there. And yeah. then as you make your way further around, there's a huge, like it must have been like just quartz was the last thing yeah. that crystallized and it's just massive shedding of this quartz that just, it's white milky quartz everywhere. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah and, but yeah, but it's just that time. So, right. So the, these pre-Cambrian rocks, they have been reached uh, by oil drillings over much of the central and yeah. west Texas. However, there's little known about the pre-Cambrian rocks beneath the Gulf coastal plains because they're just buried so deeply there. Right, right. Which will take us into the Cambrian. Um, and it lasted from about 542 to 408 million years ago. Yeah. And Texas at that time was under a shallow 
Sea, and the sea bordered the low, erosion-worn central core of the North American Craton. Yeah, and I want to say that this is the time right around the Salk sequence where it transgressed across much of North America, and you have the, like the trans-continental uh, arches. Yeah, and yeah, and, and sandy sediments were deposited at the margin of these seas from streams carrying the, the eroded materials from the low continental terrain to the north and west. And these Cambrian sandstones around the Llano Uplift in central Texas and Marathon region of West Texas are examples of the sedimentation. And then further from the shore in the clear marine waters, we see the, the dolomite and the limestones accumulated yeah. from the shells of the Cambrian organisms. The outcrops of Cambrian limestones are also found in the Llano, Llano <laughs> Uplift area. <laughs> hey, the you do you, Brian. You uh, say it however you I'm want. I'm going to have to just say Llano. Yeah, just Sorry. say it, man. Yeah. The Cambrian time, it was noteworthy because it represents the appearance rather suddenly in the geologic record of these abundant fossils. Right, Because that's right. like the explosion of life, right? It is. But trilobites, brachiopods, sponges, snails, clams, and embryozones, they were all present at this time, whereas late Precambrian rocks, they display only like rare algae and soft-body marine animals. Fun facts, the oldest known eukaryotic fossils are in about 1.2 billion-year-old mesoproterozoic rocks in Canada, and these tiny organisms were called the Bangiomorpha, which were these multicellular, probably produced sexually and resembled red algae, as we would know today. Mm. So the oldest known megafossils is the the, the Gripania. <laughs> Gripania, is that how you would say it? So, so, which is the found in about 2.1 billion year old Neoguani iron formations of Michigan, and the the Gripania uh, may have been a large single celled bacterium or algae. The distinction between prokaryotic and eukaryotic cells is one of the most fundamental in the entire biotic realm. Right, right. So, biologists, or I'll say the Gretas, <laughs> the Gretas of the uh, world, they recognize five kingdoms of organisms: the Monera, which are your Arcade and uh, bacteria. Correct. Protus. Then you got the fungi. I'm a fungi. Yeah. Like, I have one right here. <laughs> but uh, plants and then animals. Monera consists of organisms with prokaryotic cells, and the other kingdoms of organisms have the eukaryotic cells. Correct, you are, sir. So now we're going to move our way into the Ordovician that lasted from about 488 million years to 444 million years ago. And here in Texas, we see extensive dolomite and limestone deposits that um, were laid down in a shallow sea from the Tippy Canusi. Hmm. Um, remnant outcrops are best seen in the Yano Uplift northwest of Austin and in the Marathon Uplift in Franklin Mountains of West Texas. The Ellenberger is especially noted for gas production. Yep. And so from like great depths and basins over in West Texas, other Ordovician limestones yielded brachiopods, corals on top of the El Paso Scenic Drive north of El Paso in the Franklin Mountains. And I don't, did you say you went to a cave? Yeah, whenever I was uh, I went to the Natural Bridge Caverns. Oh, okay. I went to Longhorn Caverns, and yes. it's in the Ellenberger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think we were a little bit up, because it's near San Antonio yeah. is where we were at. We weren't as far okay. that way yeah. as you were. But speaking of the, yeah, the Frank in El Paso, and I think that Santa Drive, I think that's where I almost died, having Jason <laughs> take a picture of me when yeah. I was, when we were out there mapping that debris flow that he was doing. 
So <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Thank God you made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting in the same formation, cephalopods and gastropods are found in the Ellenberger outcrops north of Cherokee and in the Lano region. So I guess, would that be, I guess, time stratigraphic maybe? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you're having maybe. the different fossil assemblages in yeah. the different areas, even though it's the same formation, but as it's transgressing, you know what I'm saying? So it's time stratigraphic. So like index. Okay, so I think of... Like when rocks are being deposited here during the certain time, then you yeah. have a transgression that maybe happened like three oh, million years right. later. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, it's still the same formation, but in a different area and it's time strategy. I guess it's different. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe. 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 <laughs> so, but in terms of North America at this time during the Ordovician, we see that the Taconic orogeny happening through most of this time where we get the, the deposition of the Queenston Delta Clastic Wedge. So this is more globally of the world right now. So detailed map estimate that 600,000 cubic kilometers of sediment eroded from the Taconic Highlands. So that's, you can think of like where the Appalachians are now. And that amount, I want to say, equates to the, the highlands being something like 4,000 meters high. So they weren't tiny mountains? No, not by any means. So I guess for a comparison that the average was for the, the Himalayas was, is about 6,000 meters for comparison. So that, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty, they're quite <laughs> pretty massive. Damn, pretty damn big. Yeah, but this is, has nothing to do with the Catskill Delta, which was three times as much. So That's think, insane. Yeah. So the, yeah, <laughs> but this is all that compression uh-huh. making the, the Appalachian. The way Massive. the world used to be, man. Yeah. Well, so next up, we're going to have the Silurian. Silurian? Silurian? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Slurs. So, and that lasted from about 444 to 416 million years ago. We're no surprise here. Limestone, <laughs> dolomite, and shirt are seen because this is Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so, just, yeah. Just undersea. But at the yeah. time, too, like, we got to think that we're, like, Texas isn't really even formed here. No. I don't no, even no. really think until the Washita and then even the, the breakup of Pangea. Do yeah. we get, like, Texas in that sedimentation? We just have that, like, like really, Wano is our, our craton. Yeah. And that's kind of what's stuck around. Yeah. Okay. So, right. So I think during the, the time we are seeing a regression of the tippy canoe now due to the global, the global scale glaciation going on at the time. Right. And Silurian limestone, it's seen in the Franklin mountains north of <laughs> El Paso. Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have brachiopods and corals. So, yeah, yeah. And it's also when we start to see primitive land plants appear and the, mm. the corals first seen in the late Ordovician time exploded in numbers and tights during the Silurian. <laughs> and I don't even want to bring this up, but that leads us to the Devonian. Oh, yes. that <laughs> <laughs> The Devonian. What did we say during the, the, the last hope? So you name it, the Devonian does it? Yeah. Or I mean, has it? Yeah. Whatever. Well, I thought about the tiny plants, like centimeters tall, like the first yeah. like, ferns and stuff. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, so this period, the period that shall not be named. No, I'm just kidding. It lasted from 416 to 359 million years ago. Here in Texas, shale, sandstone, limestone, and chert, they're all these shallow marine rocks. They characterize the Devonian in Texas. Yeah, so really the, divine, the Devonian limestone, sandstone shale deposits are well known in the subsurface and appear in outcrops in the central Texas Llano uplift and the marathon uplift of West Texas. So go figure. Yeah. Amphibians, they appear in the Devonian. Uh, this was the golden age for the development of fishes. Yes, it was. Um, we talked about like there are ferns, seed ferns, huge trees related to present day what we call horsetail rushes. Yep. They developed in this time, but exploded in numbers really in the Mississippian. If you want a detailed account of the Devonian, I highly recommend you listening to episode 34 where we dive deep into all things the Devonian. 
And I know you just talked about the Mississippian, which is up next, and it marks the lower Carboniferous and lasts from 359 million years ago to 318 million years ago. And shallow marine seas still covered Texas during the Mississippian period, wherein marine shells and limestones were deposited. And this is the time that we see the Barnett shells being laid mm, down. Yeah. On land, we had fern forest, while in the seas, brachiopods, bryozoans, trilobites, and corals were really common. Mississippian shales and limestones are found around Llano and their folded, upended Mississippian rocks uh, occur in road cuts east of Marathon in West Texas. It's also the time when we see reptiles start to evolve. And then we get to the Pennsylvanian, which is, was part of the Upper Carboniferous and lasted from 318 to 299 million years ago. And about 300 million years ago, we see the Washita uh, Mobile Belt collide with North America Craton, mm. suturing together the last little bits of Laurasia and Gondwana to form pain. Pangea. Yeah. I ran out of breath. <laughs> so this Washita origin formed a distinctive feature across Texas that I know we're going to get into in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to the west of the uplifted Washita Mountains, the crust, it it sagged in response to the, the basin formation. Yeah. Thick sections of Pennsylvanian age, marine limestones, rich in fusilinida. Yeah, uh, there you go. But along with shales and sandstones, they underlie most of West Texas. So you have Cisco, Canyon, Strawn, and Bend are Pennsylvanian groups of rocks. They're arranged in a descending order of age. And then, yeah, so these rocks formed around in road cuts north and east of Marathon, West Texas. So from the Llano uplift northward towards Jacksboro and Bowie lies a wide inclined belt of Pennsylvanian aged rock in bands oldest from youngest to youngest and also from east to west. Marine fossils, snails, clams, trilobites, bryozoans, and ammonites, they're found in the strong group rocks. They're east of mineral wells and then also out in north central Texas. Yeah, yeah. And then the canyon group Snails, clams, and crinoids are found along stretches of 377 southwest of Brownwood, which is in central Texas. And then the Cisco group, brachiopods, and clams occur northeast of the, the Cisco area in the north central Texas. I brought up fusilinida, so we yeah, would did. call them, like, for short, fusilinids. They're one-celled organisms, part of the foraminifera, whatever. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what that uh, classification is there. Uh, but. The, the pseudo-schwagerina. Oh, yeah, yeah, schwager. Sugar. <laughs> but they look like I call them little footballs, but I mean, like, I guess little grains of wheat. Yeah, with uh, the, I guess the, I could see that with the, how they're kind of striped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on where you cut them, though. Right, right you yeah, the cross section is important per Dr. Nestel and <laughs> Jenny and Mike and yeah. God, if they were, yeah, we'll have to have a, an episode with them on it. But um, yeah, we're calling you out, Mike and Jenny. Get on here. Not, not Dr. Nestel, don't. <laughs> Even just called stupid. The whole time. Uh, okay. Well, so these guys are common. They really characterize the. I think. I think maybe the mid Pennsylvanian, and they go extinct in Permian. Yep. But Marble Falls limestone can be seen along the river at Marble Falls on the east side of the Llano Uplift. Dude, man, and that place is so beautiful. That's that's that's, ba that's basically where I want to retire. That's is what I was in dripping, yeah. dripping Springs area, uh, dude. It's the Texas Hill Country. It's not like we think of Colorado as being this in New Mexico. That's like where a lot of Texans go and retire. Yeah, because they're real mountains. But the Texas Hill Country has a a certain magic to it. Yeah, it does. I mean, and it's. 
it's subtle. Yeah. It's subtle. But it's the when you get to these exposed areas, it's just like mind blowing. It is. Yeah. 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 So globally during this time we see the Absaroka transgression, formation of the ancestral Rockies and coal swamps. And then we also see elsewhere that the amphibians are becoming diverse and abundant as are vascular plants and swamps. And then we should note that most of the coal mine today actually comes from Pennsylvanian aged mm. coal seams. More do you know. Yes. This leads us to the Permian and lasted from 299 to 251 million years ago. Permian rocks are a geologic delight <laughs> in Texas. Colorful red beds, the edge of the high plains. Yeah, and these are the seen in the Caprock Canyon State yeah. Park and then also in the Palo Duro Canyons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The red rocks are also seen in the Panhandle. We also get to see limestones that give rise to El Capitan in the Guadalupe Mountains, which is, I think, is that the highest point in Texas? It can be, or yeah, could be. Yeah, I think Not it can be. It can be. <laughs> well, yeah, when it wants. <laughs> when it, when it feels like it has like, an option. <laughs> yeah. Until fucking when erosion happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we see these limestones out there. We also see them in the, there's these oil-rich limestones in the subsurface of West Texas. Yeah, and we, we have to keep in mind, too, that great climatic changes were also occurring during this time with the supercontinent of Pangaea. Major groups of corals, bryozoans, brachiopods, fusilinids, and crinoids become stink extinct along with the entire trilobite tribe. <laughs> I always think about this terrible meme. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before. Maybe, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Okay. So it's this lady's like, help, help, we need a doctor. I think I said <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. but I'm going to say it again. And then he's like, I'm a doctor, a doctor in geology. And she goes, he's having a heart attack. He's going to die. And she, he's just like, nothing compared to the permanent Triassic extinction. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, so I listened to a, a talk with uh, Dr. Osin last night. She gave a talk about the Promotriassic extinction oh. event. And if you're listening, I gathered more than this. But one of the most interesting <laughs> things is when she said that um, from her data that they actually identified three types of deserts. Usually, you know, you have arid and semi-arid. Yeah. Well, they also identified in their climate model that during this time there was a desert 45, which is that the average temperature of the, the desert area was over 113 degrees Fahrenheit. So like 45 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Wow. But so uh, <clears throat> average, I think, you know, that's the, the, that's not how hot was the hot, hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the average 113. Dang. That's Let's not get there again. No. Let's not do that. Well, yeah. So about the, the PT, that was a very sad time. Yeah. But vertebrates such as mammal like reptiles, um, the fin backed Dimitri, Dim, what? Dimetrodon? I would, yeah, I dimetrodon. Know. Dimetrodon. Maybe it's die. Yeah. It flourished during these times. Land plants also changed the ferns and the seed ferns and those horsetail things. They began to decline during the Permian. And then we see the, the plesiosaurs, lizards, and the conodonts. The precursor to dinosaurs. Yes. And the crocodilians. Yes, 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 yes. And then the therapsids, where mammal-like reptiles had their beginnings in the Permian. Yeah. While marine reefs and banks prevailed in shallow marine waters, West Texas, nearshore evaporation flats in the Panhandle handle area produced deposits of bright red shales and salt and you have these nice little gypsum seams everywhere. Yeah, everywhere man. Yeah. And then Permian rocks at the at the surface in vast expanse of terrain in North Texas from the edge of the high plains eastward to Mineral Wells in Wichita Falls and then really southward past Abilene to San Angelo. And then we see tracks of Permian rocks extend northward from about I-10 to the Guadalupe 
Bay National Park in West Texas, and then westward nearly to El Paso itself. There are a dozen formation names to describe various Permian Age rocks in Texas. Some of them worth mentioning would be like in Paladero. Uh, well, I guess it's the Quartermaster formation. Yeah. It's going to have red sandstone shales and evaporites. But it's in Paladero Canyon. Amazing. Then you got the Capitan, Goat Seep, Brushy Canyon, and then the Bone Springs formation in Guadalupe National Park. And then globally during this time, we see the the, the last of the Appalachian Mountains building event happening in the Allegheny Orogeny, and then the coeval of the Hersinian, Variscan Orogeny, and then the transition into the Mesozoic, we see two major pulses of mass extinctions at the Permo-Triassic boundary, and that warrants an episode in and of itself with Dr. Angela Osen, and with large igneous provinces, um, uh, volcanism in Siberia, and all of that jazz. So I don't want to ruin it. I think I think she said she would come on and do another episode about cool. the Permo-Triassic. I would love, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because it's the most massive extinction we've had. You Bam. Know. Bam. Bam. Well, let's jump into the Mesozoic era. Okay. Um, we'll talk about the Triassic period. It lasted from 251 to 200 million years ago. Yes, it did. Okay, well, yeah. let's do it. By this time, colorful shales and sandstones, they're still being deposited. Although in more restricted areas of the Panhandle, the Dockham Group, it's well exposed in Paladuro, Caprock Canyon, and it breaks along the Canadian River out west of Amarillo. And then a wide patch of Triassic rocks, they occur east of Big Springs. However, how... Oh, yeah, no, you can clap. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be edited anyway. James. Hey, Brian. We we have accumulated an accreted terrain to our podcast. Hey, but I want to say, do you accumulate an accreted terrain or just just accrete? I think it just comes. So maybe it doesn't accumulate. So do I. Well, maybe it does. (laughs) (laughs) So So you are are El Capitan. Yeah. Erecting when he wants. But our accreted terrain actually is one of my guitarists in driving slow motion. Yeah, it is. Mr. Jason Reed. Hello. Hi. Hold hold on. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. He Love is not a geologist, but he does rocks. send me pictures of rocks sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Detailed videos of like yeah. two minute long videos. What is this? So <laughs> feel free to ask us stuff. We're going to keep plowing through this. Yeah. Oh, that was a little teaser. But, but we also nice. have a time limit. Yeah, yeah, we have till so 10, so we gotta, we gotta plow through this. We gotta do it. <laughs> so yeah, so, okay, where were we? So however, there was a rumbling of changes in the configurations of the continents are seen in Texas as the supercontinent of Pangaea began to split apart. So this is where we see the Gulf of Mexico begin to open up and red shells, siltstones, sandstones are really the first to be deposited in this shed or to be shed into the downwarping southeast and east side of the Washita mountain line. Yeah, on land, ferns, they begin anew, so we saw them, you know, kind of die off at the end of the Permian a little bit. Cycads? I don't know how to say that. Cycads appear while dinosaurs, crocodiles, ichthyosaurs, turtles, they turtles. start, yeah, they start coming on the scene. I'm in the I sea, like turtles. I turtles. do too, man. Like, they, they no, just hang they, out. I and, know, we're just, this is the episode of, uh, keep bringing up Dr. Angelos, and didn't she does, she does the, uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the fossil preps of all the at various the herd turtles. Museum. Yeah, at the herd museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out near Allen, I guess. So in the sea, though, we have true corals began, because before that, we had, like, the rudest, I think, right? Yeah, fake corals. Uh, yeah, the fake ones. 
Um, and then there's a reawakening of the Bryozoans. Yeah, we also see the, the right. Sonoma orogeny <laughs> happening me. over the, the west coast of the Cordilleran mobile belt, and the subduction zones develop as a result of that westward movement of North America during this time. Um, I guess let's go to the, the Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Yeah, one R, two S's. <laughs> oh, when people spell Jurassic two. like two R's, it bothers me. Oh, do they? Yeah. Just like Hollywood said that all those dinosaurs were from Jurassic. Yeah. They weren't. Or Jason's as, like, what? So can I tell you a story about dinosaurs? So my wife, her mom, whenever she first told her mom about like, oh, they're learning about dinosaurs in school, she's like, oh, honey, those aren't real. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, mind blown when I heard that. But so the, the Jurassic this time lasted from around 200 million years ago to 146 million years ago. And then the Jurassic is when we see the breakup of Pangaea begin to go into overdrive. It's also when the Rocky Mountains were being yeah. beginning to rise the to their ancestral. majestic selves. Yes. No, the ancestral Rockies before this is... Uh, were they? Oh, yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. So the during this time, so the, the Gulf of Mexico occupied the new gap between North and South America at this time. The Rockies then had us another uplift, though. Yeah, we'll talk about Wait. that here okay. in a minute. Okay. You didn't read your notes, Brian. I didn't. I <laughs> Jump just, in the I gun like you did thing. with the fusillinites. The fusillinites. The, the <laughs> at the beginning, the Gulf, it was a shallow sea. The what? The Gulf. I, the I Gulf. Golf. You heard that, right? Yeah. Golf. Golf. Yeah. Gosh. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. The Gulf. <laughs> Gulf, Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, man. <laughs> but it wasn't, so it was a shallow sea, but it wasn't connected to the other oceans because it dried up often. Like um, my wife's. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't happen. It created vast salt plain pans. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess whatever. <laughs> salt pan. Um, Salty brine. <laughs> so the Luan salt, uh, the mother load of all salt domes in the Gulf, Gulf Coast was created. Again, limestones of the subsurface smack over formation were deposited during the deeper marine water. Conditions prevailed. And let's see, by this time, the dinosaurs were in full force by the Jurassic period and the first kinds of flowering plants and early rodent-like mammals appeared on the scene. Jurassic rocks, they're actually pretty much absent on the surface in Texas. Though Jurassic limestone, sandstone, sandstones, and shale, uh, they can be found in like along I-10, west of Sierra Blanca in the westernmost Texas. And then we get to to the Cretaceous. <laughs> We're so tired of it. Yeah, the Cretaceous. You know, that's all that's here. That's all we see. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. Cretaceous, it lasted from roughly around 146 to 66 million years ago. And these rocks, like you mentioned, are everywhere in North Texas. Yeah, uh, virtually lower Cretaceous rocks, they blanket the center half of the state. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's all we see. How deep is that? I mean, they like some of them are like they go from surface to 600 feet, right? Yeah, but it's but it's, that's per formation, so maybe it's a little bit more than that. All the limestone cliffs, caverns, canyons, springs. There's uh, abundant fossils and dinosaur tracks, all part of the Cretaceous scene. Upper Cretaceous rocks, they're found in a band from basically Red R River down south through Dallas, Fort Worth, <laughs> down to Austin, San Antonio, then out west to Del Rio, and then they even occur in Big Bend. Yeah, man, hey, did I ever tell you about the time? that I lived in Del Rio. <laughs> No. What? <laughs> well, I'll have to tell you about the time that I almost got arrested uh, when driving back into <laughs> Mexico. Okay. I, anyway, in the town of Ciudad Acuña. No, no. It was crooked cops, man. They started. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. We were driving back and then this they guy. stopped us and they took out the designated driver. Uh, they, they, and like, then they took him, him out? They took him into the police car and then a police officer got into my car and they just started driving us what? into Mexico for about 45 minutes. That's and then they terrifying. Kept, they kept like. Uh, freaked out. Yeah, I know. They kept like stopping.
laughing, being like, oh, oh, oh. And like me and my buddy were like, because this is when I was in the military. We were doing, I don't know. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, Dude, I'm going to have to like take this dude's gun and like just go back. Yeah. Like I'm not going to Mexican jail. Yeah. And, but then like I just gave him $20 and then they drove us right back to where they pulled us over. Like I shit you not. Like, heck? dude, it was, it was very, yeah. Anyways, anyways, man, yeah. I'll tell you about it. Uh, the rest of the fun story. Okay. So yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so like, as you were talking about, so the continents during this time continued to pull apart and then the Rocky mountains underwent their major push during the Lara Mitorogeny and the Cordillera mobile belt and the shallow seas of the new or the continental margins advanced and retreated repeatedly through this time. There it is. There it is. Some sea advances filled the trough in front of the Rockies, created a connecting seaway all the way up from the Arctic Ocean to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. So the shallow Cretaceous seas over Texas were filled with calcareous shelled organisms and thick deposits of, can you guess what was laid down? (laughs) What do you think was laid down? Yeah! yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Man>. Amazing. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> and then on the sandy shorelines and mudflats of these seas, dinosaurs roamed freely, leaving evidence of their passing in fantastic fossilized footprints and trackways all across Texas, and probably most notably the Paluxy River in Glenrose. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. fossilized footprints. Yeah. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Many formation names are applied to describe the complex suite of Texas Cretaceous rocks. So, such as the lower Cretaceous portion is divided into the Washita, the Fredericksburg, and Trinity groups from top to bottom. So then, but the upper are Cretaceous you a top rocks, or a bottom? You seem like a bottom. I like the bottom. Power like, bottom. <laughs> I love saying like the Albion and Aptian, right? Yeah. 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 But um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep this clean, James. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, what was that? (laughs) Uh, But the upper Cretaceous rocks, they're going to be the Navarro, Taylor, Austin, Eagle Ford, and then the Woodbine groups top to bottom. And honestly, (laughs) all those are super boring to me except for the Woodbine. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And then these spectacular rocks form impressive cliffs at the San Alina and Boquillas canyons in Big Bend and Hill Country around San Antonio, Kerrville. And it's carved in Cretaceous rocks, as are the Colorado River Canyon north of Austin. Austin. <laughs> Way to go. And the Devil's River Rio Grande River Canyon west of Del Rio again. Dude, there's some awesome... <laughs> dude, I have some cool stories about Del Rio. Yeah, well... Good old Del Rio levels. Off the record yeah. stories. I think... Right now, it'd be a good time to show Jason what Mineral Minute is all about. <laughs> Absolutely. But before that, I say that we help pay for our beach cleanup that oh, is yeah. happening the second weekend in October now that we have a date nailed down. So what's that? I think it's October 8th, 9th, and 10th, but yeah. with the 9th being that Saturday being the actual date. So yeah. sponsorship, the Mineral Minute we go. Don't tell me what, to, let me live my life, Brian. Don't tell me what to do. And then this also brings us to a little bit of Mineral Mineral minutes. Mineral minutes. Mineral minutes. Mineral And this week's Mineral Minute, did I just crack? I felt like 13. (laughs) This week's Mineral Minute is brought to you by the new hydrated, what? New? New? 
as if it's just... Yeah, okay, what? so by the hydrated sodium, aluminum, zirconium, phosphate mineral, wiki proofite. <laughs> wiki proofite's chemical formula is N-A-A-L-Z-R-P-O-4-2-O-H-H-2-O. I'm so proud of you for not saying You, you hate when I say phosphates oxide. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What's the O-H, polyatomic ion? Hydroxide. So wiki proofite is a pale pinkish in color to orange to pale brownish orange and streaks white. Wiki proofite is, <laughs> is translucent and has a vitreous or pearly luster. And then wiki proofite is triclinic and pinacoidal. Wiki proofite has, <laughs> yeah, coitus. Has, a, has a hardness of four to five. And then this mineral is named after its discovery locality, a quarry near, near wiki proof, uh, Victoria. Australia. Wiki Proofite's type locality is Wiki Proof Granite Quarry Wiki Proof Bulaki Shire Victoria Australia and is found in pegmatite cavities. Yes, and then Wiki Proofite is biaxially, biaxial negative with moderate surface relief. Wiki Proofite fractures unevenly, fracture surfaces not cleavage, fractured in uneven patterns. <laughs> it says flat surfaces. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, flat. anyway, so why wiki 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 proofites habit is fibrous with crystals made up of fibers or massive fibrous uh, with distinctly fibrous <laughs> Grain forms. What is this written yeah. by? God. <laughs> Stay tuned wiki, for wiki next. <laughs> wiki wiki. <laughs> Stay tuned for next season's Mineral Minute: The Uranium Series with minerals such as margaritasite <laughs> and tuyoigumenite. Tyrannus is margarita. Yes, yeah, and then uh, yeah, and uh, metatorbonite and petshikite. <laughs> <laughs> and <Yucky>. Jackie Movie? <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be good. So a little bit we're gonna talk about the geology, like not that we didn't that was the historical geology. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about the geology. Well, so geology of Texas <laughs> is as wide as as the state. It has volcanic mesas, thrusted mountains, red canyons in the panhandle, and then it has tropical sand barriers in the Gulf Coast. And then you have this central limestone that's like forms plateaus onto hard granitic terrain in the center. And then rocks all ages from crystalline gneisses of ancient Precambrian time to the, the loose sand of modern beaches are found at the surface in the state as well as every major rock type from igneous to metamorphic to sedimentary rock. Dogs, dogs were not around back then. If y'all no. heard that dog bark. No, yeah. yeah. There's just, like a fairy dog around here with like, it's, it's yeah. you know the bells yeah, yeah. and the, the yips. Yeah. Well, so moreover, Texas has an array of natural geologic resources and it it's famous for oil, right? But yeah. it also has a lot of salt. Yeah, which wars were fought over that we talked about in yeah. our episode right, was at right. the beginning of the season. Yeah. So sulfur, lignite, building stones, sandstones, gravel, clay, uranium, and other minerals of water are also found here. Um, really as an overview, if we look at the geologic map of Texas, you should be able to notice the huge S curve through the center of the state running from DFW past Austin and San San Antonio westward towards Big Bend and the Rio Grande. And then so if we look at it, so note how the, the rocks 
east of the line, roughly parallel it, and then they're going to be younger than Cretaceous in age, and they're going to progressively get younger towards the Gulf of Mexico. And this S line marks the edge of the North American continent in the Cretaceous times when the Gulf of Mexico formed in this pull apart zone between North and South America. That curved line, it also follows a tightly folded mountain belt. So if y'all didn't know that, it's buried under you, This, if you're from here in mountain, yes. North Texas. But yeah, there's a huge mountain belt that was yeah. here long, long ago. But it extended from the Watchtaw Mountains of southern Oklahoma, underground across Texas to southwest Texas, and then the range reappears around Marathon, which is a little bit north of Big Bend. And then these rocks east and south of the uh, buried Washita Mountains represent the great continuous sedimentary filling of the Gulf of Mexico since 60 million years ago or so. As layer upon layer of gravel, silt, sand, and clay were deposited in the Gulf by rivers carrying engorged sediment loads eroded from the high terrains of this newly uplifted Rocky Mountains to the west. The wedge of sediment, so you asked about thickness, and this is a little different. You were asking about the Cretaceous stuff. <laughs> it's estimated to be up to 40,000 feet thick. <laughs> <laughs> and it grew gulfward um, age by age throughout the ter tertiary period, hence the age bends we see. And continues today as the sediment is added to the gulf by the Colorado, Brazos, Sabine, Pecos, Rio Grande, and other Texas rivers. Yeah, and so doesn't the, the Trinity River, it makes it all the way down to the gulf, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I want to say, because I, I, I looked into actually like kayaking from up oh, here, God, up here nice. in uh, <laughs> DFW all the way down, but I think you have to get off at like two yeah. or a couple places along the way to really... Because of dams. Yeah, because of the dams and the lakes, which <laughs> yeah. you should be all familiar with. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. It but is your fault. The upper and lower Gulf Coast, uh, coastal plains and modern beach, uh, you have barrier, lagoonal facies, or lagoons now, right? Yeah. And delta systems, they're going to be product of this immense sediment wedge that was building out. In the organic rich sediments of the deeply buried tertiary wedges, oil and gas were formed while plant rich sediments have yielded abundant lignite. So a soft layer of salt originally laid down during the Jurassic times in the first shallow pan of the Gulf of Mexico that thick tertiary rocks were, were, were made during this time. That rocks. That freaking rocks. In, it, in many places, it penetrates. That's probably my pipe. Penetrates. Penetrates. Penetrating. Penetrates. Penetrates. Am I? Where Just am sorry. I? That's what I get for taking a picture of Jason. I got distracted. In many places, it penetrates upward through the sediment wedge and with spike-like tentacles, forming the famous Texas salt domes, which are those going to be diapir-type yeah, things? Yeah, absolutely. That's where oil and gas and sulfur have been exploited. Yeah, and then as the Washita Mountains rose 300 million years ago, the crust west of the mountains sank to form a series of deep basins in which thick sections of limestone accumulated, go figure, along with <laughs> sand and clay sediment wedges shed from adjacent ranges. The abundant oil and gas found in west and northwest Texas, it's a, a product of the deep burial, right, in the geologic cooking, if you will, yeah, of the, the limestones. Yeah, yeah. We had a little kitchen, like little oven going you gotta, on You here. gotta have that heat and pressure, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's everything, right? Everything geology. <laughs> um, and time. <laughs> Maybe I'll just keep but, this all unedited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, we had this geologic cooking of the limestones and other beds of organic-rich sediments. The limestones, they're best seen in the Guadalupe Mountains and Delaware Mountains of West Texas, while we have the bright red sediments color the canyons in the northwest and north-central part of the state. Then back to that S-curve of the Ouachita, it has deeper roots. However, then just being the one-time edge of the Gulf of Mexico, for the line follows the trend of the mighty Ouachita Mountains, which once crossed Texas, but is now worn down and buried beneath the sedimentary rock. And the Ouachita Range itself follows a deep zone of weakness in the Earth's crust because this line, it's been the location for not just one, but it had several episodes of continental collision, but then a or separation, like rifting throughout ge- geologic past. So from about a billion years. Oh, just a billion years? Like no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's wild that it's just been opening and shutting like, yeah. this whole time. Wow. Like Brian's doo-doo maker. <laughs> <laughs> It keeps making (laughs) people hide stuff in here. (laughs) I do all the time. It's like it's like on what is that? He'll read anything off the prompt. Anchorman, Uh, Anchorman, yeah. (laughs) Who put that question mark there? Read whatever's up there. Yeah, it's with you, yeah. So, but anyways, okay, yeah, that's me. So, rocks uplifted during the Ouachita Mountain Building episode about 300 million stay years classy. ago. <laughs> stay classy. classy, San Diego. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> they can be seen in the west around Marathon, Texas, in the area known as Marathon Uplift. So, similar rocks are seen in central Texas, west of Austin, in the rocky terrain of the Llano Uplift. But also in the Llano area, old igneous and metamorphic rocks tells an even more ancient story of mountain building which occurred nearly a billion years ago. Yeah, for nearly nearly 200 million years you had quiet erosion. It it wore the watchtaws down. Yeah. Uh, nearly flat. In the Cretaceous Seas, they laid thousands of feet of limey rock over that old range. So there's another answer, thousands of meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. But the earth then heaved again? Jesus. <laughs> Are you about to heave one last I time? Am, like yeah. Texas? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 that was about 10 million years ago, whereas mine was about 10 seconds ago. But it elevated the Cretaceous rocks nearly 2,000 feet above sea level, and it formed the Edwards Plateau. Yeah, yeah. So the, that fracture along which the last uplift occurred is known as the Balcones Fault Zone. And it passes near San Antonio, Austin, and Waco, and not coincidentally, follows the trend of the Washita line. And then while Cretaceous... <laughs> spread limestone, sandstone, marl, and mudstone over much of Texas. The crunch, if you will, of the Rocky Mountains was being felt in West Texas during this time. Was someone steaming milk? I think so. I think they have cappuccinos. That was terrible. That was was like they don't know how to steam milk. Go tell them, Jason. We should have a geology with coffee or a geology they, they, we're supposed episode. to so we're we want to do an episode like kind of a with whiskey the oh, what they use but also we, we could talk about coffee yeah. i mean because i'm sure the soils the, the soils that. that's yeah. geology oh, yeah. and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. region the volcanic the regions we should definitely MASL. do that yeah yeah let's do it yeah okay we can hear about coffee science i like coffee <clears throat> well as much as I do love coffee. In your region. Yeah, yeah. Black hole, Brian. <laughs> it does make uh, active does. doo-doo makers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to get through this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So long, linear mountain ranges, they they pushed upwards <laughs> old rocks to the surface. Yeah, they, they had those long linears. Uh, to form <laughs> this series of northwest to southeast structures 
so they can clearly be seen on that geologic map, right? Yep. And I see the it. uplift in those ranges pushed the old rocks to the surface. And Precambrian age, sedimentary, metamorphic, and igneous rocks, they can be seen, as we've said, in the Franklin Mountains <laughs> in the Sierra Diablo range north of Van Horn and I 10. Apparently, you got to go to I 10. Yeah, yeah, no. And then eastward, earthquake induced fractures from deep within the earth, and a series of subsea volcanic explosions rocked the Cretaceous Sea, sending plumes of ash, rock, yeah. and steam upwards. And the, the on the geological map, the, the dots of the Cretaceous volcano stretch from Austin to the Uvalde area. Right. The real v- volcanic episode for Texas, it was actually in the Eocene, and, and I guess the Oligocene epic, right? <laughs> you don't like the Eocene? Oh, no, that was a huge eruption. Oh, okay. It was okay. the earth farting. I thought you were <laughs> hating on the Eocene, which oh, I, I do. This is all your, okay. the, the quaternary, tertiary, all uh, that. I don't get no, it. No, that's like Pleistocene, Holocene. It's anyway. from all the oil drilling. That's, that's all them. Drill, baby, points. drill. I did a lecture over that today about the misconceptions of... Yeah, we, we, were, just, we, we still need we were to supposed to do debate. that for this episode. I, yes. I, I don't agree, but okay. we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll the get into fracturing it. itself does the not... The fracturing doesn't. It's uh, that's, sure. that's where I'm arguing. It's the other stuff. It's the injection wells. Which is what, yeah. So we're, we're, we're agreeing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But well, I'm going to side on the side of oil and gas. That's and just I'm going to side on my... the side of not. Yeah, okay. Okay. Party pooper. <laughs> so the, the Eocene and Oligocene epics, they were, you know, 50 million years ago, give or take. Not give or take 50 million. Did you say epics? Yeah. Epochs. E- epochs. I like saying epics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like epochs the, like sounds the, like, <laughs> like you're a Star Wars, like an Ewok. Oh, wait. I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna. I, I wonder. How you say epoxy? epoxy. See, it doesn't work. Epoch. Anyways, Epoch. there were huge volumes of lava blasted to the surface along fractures in West Texas. And then the volcanoes, immense lava sheets, and thousands of lava domes now dominate the West Texas landscape from Big Bend all the way to Alpine and in the Davis Mountains and northward to the New Mexico border. I have a question. Did okay. this have to do with the Rio Grande Rift? No, it actually it actually does. So oh. the, the the ones that we mapped, right? You remember? Yeah, the um, basalt. Like and that's where we took the, the pictures vesicles. of us being lovers of not oh, just rocks. Yeah. <laughs> But of each other, like where we took that selfie over the Rio Grande. That you edited all this weird stuff. No, that I did. I did that separately. But oh, okay. But I want to say I do that, remember that. Yeah, yeah but I want to say that the Rio Grande Rift represents the easternmost manifestation of widespread extension in the Western U.S. during the past, I guess, wow. what thirty-five million years. So yeah. yeah, is that why West is so flat? like so flat out, out well out there. it is but that's the sedimentary stuff this is on top like, of yeah all the, the mountains oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but the, yeah. The, the reason why there's mountains on the west coast is this this late stage yeah eruptions okay. yeah yeah but later great in the question i like yeah. that question that, that was good thank you we need, thank we need you. someone to ask questions yeah, yeah like just ask here. questions all right we'll just pay jason's beer tab every time he can come in <laughs> yeah. and be like how thick was it uh, <laughs> it was thick. It was thick. <laughs> well, C. tertiary. We'll go back yeah. to geology. Yeah, we'll just get uh, to Western North America. It underwent a uh, period of relaxation. Sounds weird, but yeah. it's basically that linear basins and ranges were created along a series of normal faults, and so that's you'll have like the foot wall and head wall, and you just see this relaxing that allowed that slip to happen. So block mountains and interve- intervening valleys from this episode they're common in West Texas. Then from the high Rocky Mountains in Colorado and New Mexico, rivers charged across the Panhandle of Texas, laying down a vast apron of gravel and sand that extend nearly to the point where Dallas and Fort Worth now stand. And this inclined gangplank of sediment covered the colorful older Permian and Pennsylvanian age rocks until the same regional up 
couple of 10 million years ago that elevated the Edwards Plateau, raised the panhandle, and started a new cycle of intense erosion across Texas. A lot of this set up to where we got to the Cretaceous Seaway. Yeah. And it deposited a bunch of these formations that we see now. Do you yeah, want to this start is there? this is true. This is true. So I think people get it. Like it's intense. And well, uh, I but, think we can segue into it. All right. No, I just think that this just sets up for another episode. Okay. So I mean, like, I, I feel like we it, it ran its course, much like Earth's history. Right? We are where we're at because yeah. because of what happened. But this will just lead to we could just continue this next season. Yeah. So we we basically turned this into a geology of Texas episode. Episode. Yeah, rather and, than North Texas. And so we, we kind of hinted, hinted at what would happen in North Texas, but we'll really get into, I guess we should start with the Trinity Group. Yeah. Next time and Next talk time. about the conglomerates to see. But And then also we wanted to give this kind of a test run of taking the podcast on the road. So Which like, is, this is awesome. So I yeah. mean, like, we'll see. Yeah, I, I think we should. Like, we'll we'll have a an actual North Texas. We started Geology of Texas and then yeah. we'll have a and then, North so Texas. I mean, we set the stage for all of that, but... I think right Jason set, set he he actually set the stage for a little bit of Special ending to season three, episode 35. Yeah. 35? Yeah. Yeah, we've had 35 episodes. Good dude. grief. And they're <laughs> all continued. They're all yeah. over like hours long. So, dude, it's like just ridiculous. Two hour episodes, three hours. Sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes. How many bottles of <laughs> whiskey? whiskey? That's a good question. So, did I, okay. Take over three. Okay, episodes, so three there seasons. hasn't been an official count because, like, I started I started collecting the bottles. So, we're up to four bottles now. Four bottles. But the, the four liter bottles. Oh, okay. And we, then. But we didn't start right away. So, we've had beer and wine. And yeah, there's been there multiple episodes. Where and then there's his house, and there's a <laughs> several times that you've uh, fallen down the stairs. Well, and then also there's been quite a few that you just are like, I, I'm not coming oh, over. Oh, that's right, I couldn't come over. Oh like, yeah, lots weather. of episodes. Yeah, yeah, like basically all of season two. Like COVID, definitely. Yeah. Well, we started in COVID. Yeah, so that's how didn't. it all came about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about. So, so how about you so set it up, guys? Well, we stuff. So we we started. The, we had that freaking rocks, which we did some cool stuff before. Before we had good discussions. Yeah. This season, we started having guests on. So we nice. had like Our Transient Lives, which is the post rock discovery. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, Secret Gardens. Secret Gardens, Hereafter. <laughs> I'm going to forget a lot. Um, oh, we had Jason Keisling. Yeah. We had Coastlands on last week. We did time. have Coastlands. Okay. Jason came Coastlands. on. Yeah. Um, but we actually have done a lot in the past week or so. So we figured yeah. you, you wanted to kind of show off our new single. I no. How about you wanted? I, well, no, I no, want to no, show I, it off. I, but no, you, I know. You, but you, I figured you, like since you are the the co-host of yeah. this, this podcast and y'all just had a release, like what better way to kind of self-promote? Yeah. Yeah. Use your platform, guy. So like, uh, <clears throat> kind of like how I'm unabashed about wanting to do the, the cleanup, which was his idea by by the way, and he keeps like, well, oh, September turned I terrible. Can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> September like, is now the busiest probably month of my life. It's so weird. But anyways, so. Okay. So anyways, with me, with me, I have two guitarists from the amazing <laughs> band. 
<laughs> Driving slow motion. Hey, how's hey. it going? I'm, I'm Brian. Hey, <laughs> Brian, have I, do I know you from somewhere? I don't know, but we have another one. Yeah. Jason. Hey, Jason, thanks yes. for joining us. Also yes. known as Pick. Pick. Yeah, yes. Pick Biff. Yeah. Yeah. Because why? Because I swallowed a guitar pick one night at a party. <laughs> Is that really why? Yeah. yeah. I had to go to the ER and get x-rays and all that. Yeah. Wow. He's yeah. actually the one that named our band, though. Oh, Driving Slow Motion? Yeah. Where did the name, where did the name okay, Driving so Slow Motion came I had from? That, I, had that, I, I had that name in 2011. We had a MySpace. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. MySpace. Uh, the name came from a friend of mine, Aaron we were listening to the new Appleseed Cast song, and he said, every time I hear this song, it makes me think of like looking out the window while I'm driving in slow motion. Okay. And so I was like, ah, oh, driving slow motion, that's cool. Yeah, no, so it, I, just, it, I just grabbed it. And I feel like the, when it, I don't know, like, so with like, I think like any band, right? So whenever you first come up with like a name, it kind of just like, ah, oh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of, yeah. yeah, it's just like. It's new. And, and I feel like, I feel like also too, like whenever you hear new music, it's kind of just like, I don't know if I like this yet. Yeah. But then you listen to it more and then you're just like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I like that. No, but Give like some tries. Yeah. yeah, but now you know. I've I, I think I've come to like I don't know maybe like I don't know how many shows have y'all played like I don't know. I've like, I've come to I think the majority of them and yeah like I can't see like y'all's band being like any other name yeah, than driving sure. slow motion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 then you have the 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 guys that are like driving in slow motion. It's like no, no, no. no I, you're yeah. missing you're missing the point. Yes, yes, yes. No, I understand that. <laughs> I say okay, so we'll uh, play about a minute. And a half, or I guess right, cool. I put like two minutes of it, and then we'll just talk a little bit about the song itself. So, everyone, this is Leaves from that. This is the new single from Driving Slow Motion's new record. When when is it gonna drop? The actual uh, September seventeenth. September seventeenth. This is their new single, Leaves, and it kicks ass.
Ooh, yeah. I like that ending. Yeah. Dude, that kicks ass. Thank you. Thank kicks, you. That, that, that yes. kicks ass. I we, still have to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I dude, I've been playing the same songs in my band for like, I don't know. Uh, fuck. I think it's going on like two and a half years, and there's not a time that any songs that I play that is there not a time that I don't mess up. Like, yeah. just a lot. It, it's, yeah. it's hard. But uh, then, especially uh, when I write stuff, I'm just like, how? That sounds good. I don't even know how to play this, though, but I'm yeah, no. I can learn. <laughs> no, so I've seen you and Nick, y- y'all do like the craziest fucking shit with y'all. Like, I do, <laughs> it, it, it hurts my brains because I, I just do, like, just, I don't know. I'm all about the breakdown and just simple, like, and then just, I, all of your pedals, like, how does how does that work? <clears throat> Nick's got way more yeah, than Nick me. Is... <laughs> my, that gives me a, a headache. But, uh, I mean, I just know, I don't know, just playing with it. Just oh, You find what you over, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, it's it, it blows my mind. I still, I don't even, like, you <clears throat> don't do, like, half as much no, as him. And I, I know you don't do half as much as the, the, the yeah. other guitarist. Yeah. Well, but, and it's, but I'll we still s- bend down and I have to turn knobs yeah, doing he, songs. Yeah, a lot of stuff. time stuff with his yeah. delays. And, and so we've staggered our, like, we have three guitarists, right? Oh, yeah. So we have to establish different roles and in this new record we, we did a little bit of different stuff like, yeah normally yeah. it's been i'll play rhythm jason plays a good melody and nick plays this like orchestral type thing yeah but this new record not so much this song like we the thing we, i like about this song is this song we we like in the verse which we didn't play it um we're all playing melodies yeah which so it's it's having these melodies intersect with each other and i think that's very much a circus survive thing that yeah. we've wanted yeah. to do for a while um but yeah so we've we've had to choose like who does what on effects what the guitars will sound like um this is something we really paid attention to yeah. on this record well i mean i think that's important to have any of that sure. that that open communication because i yeah. feel like once you don't have that then it's like just oh. some jumbled mess no yeah. it is and i yeah, feel yeah. like so I, I will say, because like, I, I came to one of your practices whenever you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm Bill to play <laughs> yeah. the show. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. And That's like, where you all met. Yeah. Oh, remember yeah. he came to the church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. was going to fill in for you guys, but yeah. like, or not you guys, for him. Yeah. For Brian, yeah. But I, I remember like your drummer was... I like I almost like if Kevin you're listening to this like fucking step up your game <laughs> because like don't say that just, like Destin's gonna get a huge head don't, no, don't, no no don't but no 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 but not that but just for the fact that like he could hear he's like you know I guess it's the the grass is always greener on the other side but like I we don't have that in my band like I screw yeah. up and they're like oh you sound great like your drummer, he's just like, <laughs> He'll call like us out. God. No, no, I, I was like, y'all sound like just like you do on your CDs, and he's just like, no, you need to pick up the pace. Like y'all were sagging during this part, and yeah. like blah blah blah. And then like he was just like, he clicked a button, and then he just like replayed it, and he's like, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man. No, I mean, in, but that keeps us in check. Yeah. No, yeah. And even more so now. Like I think we were good then, but we're trying to level up. Like I think our songwriting's leveled up. Yeah. Oh right yeah. It's gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But our live show, we're really going to focus on getting to that like pro level that we want to be at. I'll, I'll say, so Leaves, this is the song we were listening to. Yep. It's going to be the first single off our upcoming record, Adrift Abyss. Abyss. Yeah, which that's uh, coming up next. Oh, we're yes. going to have an, another single soon. Uh-oh. And, we might have and, to have and, you and on and for the first. Music video for that, too. August. Might have you need you, have you on for the uh, the, the opening yeah. to season four oh, yeah. in like yeah. four weeks. To have a very dark opening. Yes. Maybe we'll get uh, Jason and Dustin. and We can just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your whole band on. That'd be great. 
Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about rocks. We, yeah. wrote, <laughs> we wrote leaves in... Mm. 10 minutes Yeah mm-hmm. 10 minutes Those are the, sometimes The best songs <laughs> yeah. ever Are the, the quick ones Where you don't really Think yeah. about it Like I, I think I had A chord progression In mind But then it just Erupted into this Thing that We have Here out here now, now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No. Dude and Yeah that It's epic Yeah So um, What I'm really excited About this though Is we've kind of We stepped up Our marketing game So we We have a good friend Adam Dodson Yes He's in a band Zealand the North We should definitely Have them on the podcast Okay Good stuff Uh, Amazing post-rock band But he Revamped our Our marketing So we've established A new like Band logo Band icon We have an identity now Yeah But the music video Yeah we rebranded With him And we have a music video Out for Leaves I really encourage Everybody to go watch it Because it kind of Leads into what I'm going to say about what Why the song was At least that first progression was inspired yeah. by and so the video is all sand dunes so yeah. we went to new mexico to uh sorry colorado yeah no i think i saw some videos of someone who i don't know who posted it was probably it, nick talking about like you're always talking <laughs> about rocks look, look this guy's <laughs> oh yeah that was nick, <laughs> that was nick. <laughs> but yeah we went up there and, and shot. it's like now it's like the marriage of the two it is yeah but we went up to, to colorado it's great sand dunes we filmed everything on iphones which is crazy because if you go watch the video shot it's, on iphone it's wild. Dude, but they shoot in 4K, do they, they not? Exactly. Yeah. So it's 4K, but it's it's just so weird to me that what you would see in this music video came from that. But really what it, what you're like, well, it's called Leaves. Why is there a bunch of sand dunes? The sand dunes you'll learn maybe about here in mm, a month. Yeah, maybe a little less. Yeah. Like So there's a reason behind that. Saltation of the sand grains. Yes. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But those are, yeah, I mean. Let's a- all go to the moon. It's what aeolian I sand, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you still have that. That's Anyways. how, no, sand grains, they, it's how they move. Like, if they don't just roll, they, they, they bounce. No, 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 they, they bounce. Saltation. Yeah. I was just thinking of fluvial stuff because that's where my head's been at. For but the last, still, it's a it, bed load in and it's saltation yeah. in the in the bed load. So. Absolutely. Not to digress from yeah, leaves. Yeah, yeah, But, okay, so leaves was that, that original riff. There's like a, a weird plucking. I don't know how to, how would you yeah, describe that? I, it sounds like a pluck strum at the same time kind it's of It's like thing. a harp, maybe? Dude, it sounds so good. It's weird. When but, he first started to play it, we were like, all right, no, no, no. Just, just keep, <laughs> yeah, we just were on, playing that. We were having trouble writing, yeah. and I played this thing that I had written. And what I had written was because we, I was in London at St. Paul's Cathedral. I had walked out of the catacombs. So they have all these tombs and, like, weird stuff down there. Mm-hmm. And everyone's, like, dead silent leaving because it, it's a weird place. And then in the doorway, there was all these leaves swirling around. Okay. And people were walking through them. And so I'm like, okay, that's weird. Like, people are leaving. There's leaves. Like, what are they leaving behind? Oh, okay. And so it was, it was a weird thing. And so that's why I, I pitched it to the guys like, hey, maybe we should call this leaves. That's why I wrote this weird yeah. harp thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is, I think I've said this, I'll say it a million times is like, in post rock, I guess, I don't know. Like, you yeah. all have like such deep meanings to like all of your songs. Like, Sad boy rock. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. also, I, I want to say, I don't know, where did you, is this, when you did post rock before and you didn't, and you had songs, was this the, were you part of that as well? We had like well, we're the only or one song. I don't know. Me, you, and Nick, and John Gutierrez. Oh, gosh, yeah. So we were at field camp. Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I'll say this. That was that. Like, your stuff needs, like, uh, singing and screaming. (laughs) Yeah, it's instrumental. (laughs) But, 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 like, it's a whole thing. I know. know, I know it's it's a thing. But when when you have movies and there's an epic thing going on, you... You don't have words. I know. I know. Brian, 
this is my bit. Y'all have y'all's bit with not singing. <laughs> like, I'll have my bit with saying that y'all do need to sing. Y'all need singers. <laughs> it would sound so weird, though. I like, so many, I, uh, so, m- so many guys. Like, yeah, can I sing for y'all? I was like, nah, no, 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 no. sorry. <laughs> no, and that's y'all's bit. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I appreciate like all of that, but it's amazing. So I will ask you, what is your uh, top three pedals that you enjoy? <laughs> Or let's just so go hard. one. Okay. If you had to go no. one, and don't say the Capistan. No, That's no, no. The- no, if I had to only play one, it'd be the Earthquaker Devices Dispatch Master. Because Dispatch. it is a reverb and delay in one. And the reverb on it is probably the best, except like the Flint. Flint is dang good. I use the Earthquaker Avalanche run too. Yes, which is basically the big brother to the Dispatch. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I don't even do. I use it in like two things, mm-hmm. and I just use it, and I and I don't ever play it with the reverb. I just have it in reverse. Yeah. I have like the reverse sounds. It's, it's, it's like guys wanted tap on the Dispatch, and so they made that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, you know the L cap is reverb and delay too. Yeah, it's got a spring. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so wonderful. It it's is the best pedal. I don't understand it. It just sits <laughs> on my pedal board. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really great. Maybe you know how to work it, so. Yeah. You can do all sorts of stuff, like sound on sound and. Yep. You haven't touched the secondary stuff? Or Dude, I don't, I don't know what it. it is, like, with that, like, the the cap, the El Capistan and my Earthquaker devices, like, they, they, well, especially the one, like, it, it glitches out. I don't know. I don't know, man. And then my uh, Avalanche run, it just sucks power, so, like, whenever I play it through it, it just, what like. You, what power goes, source do you have? I don't know. You don't know. A one spot hooked all right. up to. I'm going to come over, bring my board and let you work on my Eidos. Okay. And maybe you just need a new power. (laughs) Okay. Clean power. Maybe. Probably. Anyways. But yeah. Anyways, Brian, your one is what? El Cap. Absolutely. I would would do that and then because I bought a new Supro, I would just use the gain on that. I would say well, the the Afterneath Earthquaker device. That is a good one. I have not played one but I would love to and they sound amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's the so the beginning part of this song is that So that's that reminds me of Silverstein so much. Oh, does it? Well, um, I know reverb is basically delay cut up is really, it? really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so what the afterneath does is it lets you spread out those delays. Oh, wow. So that's what's really cool about it is you can it's, you can manipulate that verb. Yeah, like, and it just T. yeah, and it just mm-hmm. has like the frequencies, highs and lows. Yeah, and everything. that's cool. But, but yeah, yeah, I think we're. It's about time. This place is closing. Well, yeah, yeah. Minutes. Thanks for letting us talk about our single. Oh so, no, I enjoyed it very much, and yeah. Yeah. thanks for joining us for yeah, the the, for the I guess at least me. over half of this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned about fossils and rocks Texas, and Texas, Texas geology. And but yeah, so uh, <laughs> limestone. Well, I guess that's gonna close it out for a couple weeks. I yeah. still probably have a <laughs> three or four days of editing <laughs> this bad boy, but it'll be fun. Yeah, just like yeah, we'll, it'll be good. It'll but be good. yeah, so but in. Until next time, um, I guess we'll remind you to be cool. Stay tuned. Stay and safe. Yeah, yeah that stay too. Safe, that and keep sure. it on the, the rocks. rocks. Hell yeah, man. Man, I can't believe we've done 35 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Got P-I-C Woo! in the house. 
That's different from the LIPs, which is the large igneous provenance. Yeah, and the Should side of rocks. I love rocks. Carbon rocks. C A C O three. Phosphate. P O four two minus. Wiki. What was it? No, I didn't make it. Wiki. I love rocks. <laughs> <laughs>